1: Welcome to the guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, March the fifth. Ian Cameron, we've got our weekend warrior from Riga Latvia, Vito renas Vitolin, with us as he is every Saturday and Sunday on the show. And special guest, we put the uh uh the the alert the bat signal, I guess you could say, out there on the show yesterday, saying anybody that watches and listens to the show wants to join us, help us break down the Saturday card. You're more than welcome. And our pal Nicholas Earl stepped up and in and decided to join us today. We welcome him to the show to help us on this Saturday card with 10 games. It is a huge slate. Nick, welcome in. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, yeah, it should be a fun big slate of uh, hockey tonight. So I definitely have a few spots
2: I really like.
1: Definitely. Uh, Vito, how about you? How are, you've, you've been on a nice run this week. The bets have been going well for you. How are things?
2: Well, a little bit lucky, of course, yesterday, maybe with Tampa getting that puck line done in uh, two seconds, uh, Stamka scored, you know. But yeah, well, luck is involved in this kind of business, you know. So it is what it is. And uh, yeah, the second game I played was Vegas-Anaheim over five and a half. So also I cashed that one. So yeah, 2 all night in my like regular bets. So yeah, off to today. I One game I have already betted yesterday for today. And the line has already moved. So we're going to get to that one. So yeah, I guess I'm ready to go.
1: We are ready to go, and definitely we've got a big slate, so let's get right to it. We're going to start with the St. Louis Blues taking on the New York Islanders as they continue this East Coast road trip and this New York swing, I guess you could say, uh, of this East Coast road trip. Of course, they played the Rangers uh, on Wednesday night, that TNT game uh, earlier this week. We've got the Blues minus 145 uh, road favorites. Uh, in this game which starts at 12:30 p.m eastern uh, five and a half the total uh, pretty much across the board you know i think it's a pretty tricky game when you look at it here blues and islanders uh, the Blues going to go with jordan bennington and a guy that's been struggling for the better part of this season especially the last couple of months but for the first time in probably a while you would say had a great start last time he was in net against the flyers he played much better uh, in that game we'll see if he can carry that forward here Uh, This afternoon against the Islanders, Uh, the Islanders victimized by a defense that's just not quite playing the way they have the last couple of years. I mean, the last couple of games, they've scored some goals, three in the last two games, but it's the defense and the goaltending that has let them down. And that's been the staple of success for the New York Islanders in the Barry Trotz era, which led to Barry Trotz after blowing that game against Vancouver. They had a 3-2 lead, lost 4-3. One of the great quotes, just one of the most hilarious things, Legendary. you know, turnovers are like ex-wives, you know, they're eventually they're going to cost you a lot. Uh, and that's exactly uh, what that's a great quote. And it's true. Turnovers led directly to multiple Vancouver Canuck goals when Vancouver came back to beat them 4 three the other night. So. You know, to be honest with you, I've been trying to find ways to bet the Islander games over the total because they're starting to score a little bit, which has been impressive. But the defense continues to struggle, goaltending inconsistent. And they've done this all without Matt Barzell in the scoring department. He's missed the last three games with a lower body injury here for uh, the New York Islanders. And he will miss today's game as well. And to make matters worse, Captain yeah. Anders yeah. Lee also uh, out today for the New York Islanders. So a couple of key personnel losses for the Islanders going into this game. Um, I don't know if I want to lay minus 145 in this spot with St. Louis or with Bennington. I want to see him play well again, to be quite honest, before I back him. The closest thing I came to betting in this game was over. Five and a half at a plus number. Plus 100, plus 105. Considering the Blues can score a bit. Uh, considering that the Islanders have actually gone over in five of their last six games. But when Barry Trotz is throwing out the metaphors with ex-wives and turnovers, it means he's pissed off with the defensive play, and maybe there's a focus on that today for the Islanders. Play good defense. Let's get back to why we win. Let's get back to why we're successful, and that's being good in our own zone, manage the puck well, do all of those things. So that's what's going to keep me off the over. Lean over, but I'm going to pass on this one. Nicholas Earls, the resident Islander fan, so how can we not start with him uh, first for this game? St. Louis, New York, uh, Nick.
0: Yeah. uh Yeah. The resident Islanders fans got nothing for this game. Uh This one, nothing really uh, now looking at the injuries a little bit more, though, seeing uh, seeing that Lee is out, seeing that Barzell remains out. Chara is not going to be available today. Not like Chara has been that great this year. I would actually lean towards the Blues and regulation uh, in this spot around even money. Uh The Blues have been a team I've been looking to back uh lately i do have a 22 to 1 ticket for them to win both the division and the stanley cup so i do think this team is a very well-rounded team they got three lines of very good scores they got a competent fourth line goaltending is good it's not great but it's it's good it's not going to sink them in the playoffs uh I, I like this blues team but this is just a, I don't know, it's just a tough spot for me uh, in this one here, I, I end up passing on it with a lean towards the Blues and regulation. No, no real feel towards the total as well in this game. So, Blues and Reg would be my lean. And that's just about it.
1: Blues and regulation, a lean for Nick here. I, uh, by the way, I forgot to mention. I said Bennington's last start was against Philly. I forgot he started that Chicago game uh, as well and got a shutout. So that yeah. was his most recent start. So that's two really good performances in a row for Bennington, where he's given up just one goal. Uh, in the last two starts combined now granted those were the Blackhawks and the Flyers who coincidentally enough are playing each other this afternoon and we'll get to that game next up but uh, still you can say you can quibble about yeah you face the Blackhawks you face the Flyers for these two games but you got to start somewhere for a guy that was really struggling with his confidence Bennington and he has been better the last two starts we'll see if he can keep it going today Vito uh, what do you think Blue's Islanders?
2: Yeah, one thing about these uh, all branch games today, these are all first meetings for these clubs this season. That's something, yeah, you can look at. So very hard to predict games like those, you know. They never have played uh, well this season yet. So yeah, about this game, well, some notes. We all know that Blues are kind of slow starting team, right? And uh, these are and kind of I also have here heard that the Blues are not so good in branch. So I could expect maybe a blue slow start in this game. Uh, But yeah, anyways, uh, this is a stay away from me game because uh, I think uh, Bulls should get a victory, but I think Islanders is also capable to win any club, I I mean, this season, you know, and they're not playing good, but I mean, they're capable to uh, make competition to any club, I think. So yeah, I think this is a stay away game for me here uh, from a player prop wise. I think Cairo is something to watch. I think he's continuing to score every game uh, together with, with the... Uh, I think Bucinev, no, that was not Bucinev,
0: Barbashev. Uh, Barbashev. Shen, he, uh, Shen, Shen,
2: Shen. Shen, Shen I think, I think yeah. it was beautiful with Shen, yeah. So, Cairo, I think something you can watch from Islanders. Well, Palmieri, maybe uh, something. He's been scoring lately a little bit. So, yeah, if you like Islanders, maybe Palmieri, Parisi, something like that. Yeah, yeah that's- I
1: agree. If you're going to bet one guy on the Islanders, Paul Mary's been pretty solid lately for the uh, New York Islanders, back-to-back games with a goal points in three straight games for Paul Mary. And that group is who you target for the blues. And I've talked about it. Braden Shen can't go wrong. He's been very good lately. Barbashev uh, has actually been good uh, the last few games. And of course, Cairo goes without saying. So those are good targets for the uh, St. Louis blues. I was disappointed. I thought Buchnevich for sure would get on the board against his former team, the Rangers the other yeah. night, but it didn't yeah. happen. Uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, those are the Blues. I would, I've would i mentioned them repeatedly. Shannon, Cairo, and even Barbashev lately. Those would be one players I'd look at. If you're going to get involved in the props in this game, uh, that's definitely the direction I'd go. Chicago, Philadelphia. Uh, one is- guy
2: mentioned also that Cairo is on a third line. I just want to add that he's yeah. on a second power play. Both power plays are rolling for Blues, so it's easy. Uh, both power plays are getting playing time. It's not like in different clubs, only one power play is playing. There's both power plays getting time, so it's a big chance he scores.
1: Yeah, and that's always key. You always want to make sure that, especially in the player prop market, uh, you want to get uh, players that are going to get minutes that are going to be playing in many different situations. And definitely that's been the uh, case with the blues. They've got all these guys mostly contributing for the most part with the power play as well. And playing power play time for the uh, St. Louis blues, Chicago, Philadelphia. This is ABC national TV look before the season. They probably thought this was going to be a pretty d- good hockey game. It hasn't turned out that way. Both teams have struggled mightily disappointing seasons, but still an ABC game nationally televised. we got the, uh, Flyers minus 120, uh, home favorites here, so six the total uh, in this game. Uh, you would expect in terms of goaltending that we're going to we, – I thought it was going to be Flurry and Hart. Instead, we got the polar opposite uh, going into this game. We got Kevin Lankinen for Chicago, who just came back, made one start since returning from that absence he had, and he was lit up in that start that he made against uh, New Jersey. Five goals allowed uh, on 36 shots. Good news is Chicago had the run support, so to speak, Uh, to steal a baseball term for Lankan in that night, eight to five win uh, over New Jersey, but it hasn't been good. The start before his absence back on January 22nd against Minnesota, he gave up four goals. So it's not a goalie we trust and a 3.53 goals against average, 887 save percentage on the season is just not very good. And the last four, uh, five starts for him, rather uh, 3.99 goals against 860, 886 save percentage. So definitely rough times for him in net. And then we've got Mr. Beach Ball for Philadelphia. Oh, did my eyes light up when I saw that uh, on the marquee earlier today. Martin Jones, uh, we call him Mr. Beach Ball because he, quite honestly, quite often cannot stop one. A beach ball, that is. Uh, And here he is in net this afternoon for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. We've talked ad nauseum about uh, the struggles of Jones. And it's not a great defensive team uh, in front of him. This is not the 90s New Jersey Devils blue line in front of this guy to begin with. And then you add on the fact that he's a goalie that often struggles with his own confidence. uh, And you can see why it's been tough times for him. Now, I'll cut him a little slack. The last time we saw him in his start was against St. Louis. They lost the game 4-1. But two of those goals were empty-neck goals for St. Louis. He only actually gave up two goals in that game. So it was a little better performance. But prior to that, four to Carolina allowed, four to Washington, four to the Islanders, four to Buffalo, three to the Islanders, three to uh, San Jose, five to L.A. Well, you catch my drift. The majority of games we've seen Martin Jones give up three goals. This, to me, looks like pond hockey ready to to happen here with these two teams. Uh, I like goals. I like over the total. Two teams going nowhere. Two teams playing for exercise. It is national TV, ABC. So I'd expect your Konechnies and your Giroux on the Philadelphia Flyers to uh, step up here, have good games. Uh, Van Reems, Dyke, Atkinson. I'd expect the best players to want to show something in a television game like this. Same with Kane, Debrinkit. Uh, On the other side, and by the way, DeBrinket definitely playing well right now for the uh, Chicago uh, Blackhawks, of course. uh, Got the uh, overtime winner uh, against the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Four points in the last three games. If you can find a way to maybe get DeBrinket over one and a half points, and you get a plus price on those over one and a half points props on a lot of these players, you can get that with DeBrinket. I think that's a good way to look here. This should be a good points game for several Blackhawks against a guy like Martin Jones. And Philadelphia has often had trouble putting the puck in the net. That's been their big issue lately, but starting to see them come back to life a little bit, maybe that Minnesota game, albeit against a struggling Cam Talbot guys was a way of Philadelphia starting to get some offensive confidence back uh, as a team. I mean, four goals is at least a step in the right direction against a solid Minnesota wild team. So, I think we see goals aplenty. I like the over here in this game. No need to touch a side. I don't want to trust either of these teams to win the game. Just trust that they both find the back of the net early and often. Uh, Vito, what do you think here? Chicago, Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, well, this is one of the games which I found in my colleagues uh, last night when we go through the slates. So, yeah, we saw that both goalies are confirmed, Lankin and, and, and Jones. And, yeah, well, Blackhawks play the next game, as uh, next day against Tampa, I think. So yeah, it's lunking in the net. So I understood kind of understood that it's gonna be him. So yeah, I went straight away. It was at over five and a half. So I grabbed five and a half there at minus one ten. And I still think the six is also a way to go here. And uh easy as that. Because look at these two teams. I mean, they have scorers. I mean, Kane, how, how long is he in the league? He can put the puck in the net. Uh Debrink and same, Taves is back, Kubalik. I mean, and uh, for the Flyers as uh ian said your connect niece and jeros and who else is there but, well there is many more guys uh they, they will get a goals cuz look at how these guys i mean turn the puck over like guys like Braza, brazar brazar like how you call it in last name Derek Brazar. For, yeah uh, for flyers he just turned the puck over against the wilds in the last second yeah. when wild tied the 2-2 like yeah. before end of the first period so i think these two teams will turn the puck a lot over today and the scorers will have many chances to contrib- contribute here. Uh, the goalies are terrible. So, yeah, hard to look any other way here as our, I think it should be like 5-5 five, five game.
1: Yeah, it might be. This might be, you know, j- jump in on an over like seven and a half, eight and a half, maybe an alternative total. If you want to get really, really creative here uh, in this game, because uh, you, could, you could find some of these alternative totals. Like if you want to go really bold and say both, if both think about this, both teams get to four goals both teams get to four goals, you're going to cash an over eight and a half. Obviously, it has to get to nine because there's no ties. So someone's going to win five, four in overtime or shootout, even if it's if both teams score four. So over eight and a half in this game, you can find plus three seventy five plus four hundred on that. I think that's worth a small sprinkle, to be quite honest with you at that number. I could see four. I could see both teams hitting four in this game. No question about that. We know Jones gives up four in a lot of games Lankin and just gave up five against new jersey in his last start i think that over eight and a half plus 375 plus 400 a little alternative total sprinkle worth a shot what do you think nick
0: yeah you stole the words right out of my mouth there because last night actually this morning uh, i did put a half a unit on over seven and a half at plus 295 so i do that bet. so uh i i also yeah when i uh Vito is saying that uh, we were looking over the slate yesterday I, I'm part of that group as well we got the I got the over five and a half at minus one, 105 my my jaw dropped when I saw that that was the line and looking at what these two offenses have do have been doing though when you look at the uh, expected goal numbers Chicago offensively has gone under three expected goals four in eight of their last 10 games and it was seven of the last or six of the last nine for Philly has gone under three. But the one thing I think that can fix that is bad defenses and terrible goaltending, uh, and I, I think that this is a spot here. where Yeah, four four, five four, something along those lines. Over five and a half half unit play on the over two ninety five, or on the over seven and a half at two ninety five. I think was a, a good look there. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the I like goals galore in this game.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, it just feels like one of those games where when you see these two blue lines and uh, they turn over the puck for fun. Both of these blue lines, the Flyers and the Blackhawks. Uh, and look, the, the Edmonton, very, very bad loss for them against Chicago, but Chicago kept giving them the puck in great spots uh, in that game. And Fleury was good, uh, by the way, the other night against uh, Edmonton, which is obviously is very capable of being good. Are you going to get those kind of – like is Lankanen going to bail out Chicago's defense with those 10-bell scoring chances? Like Fleury can, and not if you look at the numbers – Uh, from Lankin and all season long and especially of late. So uh, yeah, we're liking the goals. It looks like consensus here across the board. All right, Ottawa, Arizona next up. We've got uh, Ottawa minus 130, minus 135 road favorites uh, in this game. Uh, The total currently uh, right now, five and a half shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, This is an interesting matchup here because I'm not selling Arizona short anymore. Uh, We got to give this team... Uh, a fair amount of credit for the competitiveness we're seeing. Uh, I give them credit for that. Uh, they've definitely been a team that hasn't been rolling over here. They've been better. They've been getting some goaltending lately. I did not expect uh, Vemelka to play the way he did the other night against Colorado. That was stunning to me because he's there's a reason Wedgwood was getting most of the recent starts. He had been good. Vemelka had been struggling. And he goes in there and holds the Colorado Avalanche to just one goal. Very impressive in that two-to-one game. You know, they, you look at Arizona, just terrific in terms of how they've con- consistently been able to be competitive lately. You know, beat Vegas, beat Colorado. They had a lead in the third period against Winnipeg, lost, but boy, right in that game as well, three-two against LA, five-three uh, against LA, and one of those goals I believe was an empty netter, and then four-three loss at home to Tampa. So you go back to that Tampa game and the last seven games, Arizona's been right there, and they've had a chance in every game they've played. So. Not an easy team to go against here. Ottawa off a 3-0 shutout loss to the uh, Florida Panthers. That's now three losses in a row for the uh, Senators. They did get Josh Norris back, though, from injury in that game, which definitely uh, should help um, their offense moving forward. Um, when you look at who's going to be in net tonight for uh, Arizona, it's back to Scott Wedgwood, who's been you know, pretty good. Uh, in his last uh, few games, no question. He did struggle a bit more against Winnipeg. Couldn't hold the lead. But before that, you were looking at basically consistency and two goals or less allowed by Wedgwood prior to that Winnipeg game. He had allowed two goals or less in uh, four of his last five starts. So he's played pretty well. We'll see if he can uh, play well, keep Arizona in the game here in this one against the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, I was kind of looking here maybe in this game. We'll see who's in net for Ottawa. I would expect it to be Murray. Uh, I was kind of looking at uh, potentially in this game, especially with Arizona at home, they scored two against Colorado, but, you know, they scored three against Winnipeg, three against Vegas, three against Dallas, uh, three against LA, three against Tampa Bay on home ice. The Coyote team total over kind of interests me, kind of interests me in this game. It really does. I like, you know, they're starting to find at least a little bit of offense and that's all we need. You know, we're talking about a bargain bin in terms of totals betting. Minus 135 on an over two and a half, you know, is not that much. And we are starting to see them maybe find the net a little bit. Nick Schmaltz, Clayton Keller, of course, who's been uh, very good. He's had a point in 13 of the last 15 games for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And certainly, if you're going to look at one guy prop wise for Arizona goal or points, Clayton Keller would be that player right now for them. So that's the way I would approach it. Uh, That's the bet I'm eyeing at the moment. Arizona team total over two and a half here, minus 135. Rather than trusting them to win the game, because the one thing that is in play here, guys, because we've talked about this theme before with Arizona, off a win, they're dreadful. They're absolutely awful off, off a single win. Look at every recent win they had. They lost the next game. That has been a consistent pattern for the Arizona Coyotes being unable to win two games in a row together. So I'd rather trust them to score three goals, which I think they can rather than trust them to win the game, which is why I defer to the team total rather than the money line here with Arizona. Nick, what do you think here, Ottawa, Arizona?
0: Yeah, I was looking towards uh, how you mentioned there with Arizona. You don't want to trust them to win the game. I was actually looking at the over five and a half in this spot, but I don't want to trust the senators to put up any goals right now. Uh, And this Senator's defense has looked terrible. Uh, in their last game against Florida, I think this was the highest number I've seen all season, but they gave 7.09 expected goals against. That was, I, th- I think that's the highest I've seen all season long when looking at expected goals. And Arizona has been playing better as of late. I read that game perfectly when they played Colorado. I had them plus 2.5, which was the easiest casher on the board, it felt like, that night. My only regret was not sprinkling the plus 1.5 in the money line in that game. Uh, and this is an Arizona team that I think uh, – is similar to maybe a Detroit team where they can play spoiler to a a few big teams this year in some games, like they have with Colorado. They've stolen five points from Colorado this year. Like that, that, that leads the NHL. I heard that stat at the end of the game. I thought that was interesting, but yeah, I I'm, I'm right on uh, where, where you're looking there. I'm on the Coyotes team total over two and a half. I don't, I don't expect this team to, or expect this team to win a game like that. Uh, and at plus at minus, uh, plus 110, plus 115, usually when you want to back the Coyotes, you want a little bit better of a line than something like that. You're looking more for like plus 140, plus 150 when you're trying to back the Yotes or plus 200, 250, 300, whatever. Um, so I'm going to go with their, just their team total over two and a half. I can see this being a 4-3 a type of game. I can see this game going over. Uh, I just don't know if I can trust Ottawa to put up the goals. So I'm just going with Arizona's
1: team total. Arizona's team total over two and a half. Vito, what do you like here? Senators, Coyotes.
2: <clears throat> yeah, from the rest factor, I was checking, guys. Uh, I think Yotes has a little bit more rest than uh, Ottawa in this spot. So maybe a little bit you can look at Yotes. And uh, yeah, because Ottawa's been tra- traveling also a lot. Uh, let me just check. Uh, and yeah, basically, those are the same teams, more or less. You know, I think both teams kind of stand chance to win this game. I think Matt Murray is playing for Oliver. he's been very great and uh, from the player prop wise, I think uh, from the yards definitely, I don't know guys, I heard Keller, but uh, Schmaltz, do you mention Schmaltz? Schmaltz is something to look at, he's been scoring also a lot of goals, but uh, all around for, I'm not interested in this game guys at all, to be honest.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a tricky game. I, I, like I say, if I were to get involved, it's not my favorite game on the board, but like I say, I I can make a case for Arizona's team total over two and a half right now. There's some offensive punch and you're right about the scheduling. It's, it's not so much that Arizona or Ottawa has played a lot of games, but they played more on the road and Arizona, they had a week off from the Winnipeg game, just about a week off. They went from a Sunday game against Winnipeg to uh, Thursday uh, against uh colorado so that was a good amount of days off for them so arizona should be fresh They should be well rested they should have full, a lot of energy here for this game uh hosting ottawa all right detroit florida we've got the uh, panthers minus 380 huge home favorites here uh six and a half the total here uh, in this game i mean this looks to me like a look. florida was not happy with the way their defensive game was you know trending and why would they you know they gave up six to nashville and they lost six to columbus and they lost four to edmonton and they lost and they dominated edmonton in terms of territorial play being in the offensive zone the scoring chances and the shots but it seemed like every chance floor edmonton got in that game they found the back of the net and that was definitely frustrating florida's like well wait a minute every chance we're giving up seems like it's going in so we have to tighten things up they did do that against ottawa it was a very very good defensive effort. 18 shots is all they allowed. It's a very easy night for uh, Bobrovsky in net. They shut out the Ottawa Senators three nothing. But do you trust them to be that good defensively two in a row? It's one thing to focus on it big time against a team that's kind of scuffling offensively like Ottawa. Can they be that way again tonight uh, against the uh, Detroit Red Wings? That's a question uh, you have to ask yourself. Uh, Detroit coming off Tampa last night three to one loss to the Lightning. Uh, in that game, valiant effort uh, from the uh, Red Wings, but uh, they end up falling short. They're three and six, by the way, uh, the Detroit Red Wings uh, on the second night of back to back games this year. And I remember mentioning this trend about Detroit from a total standpoint the last time they were on the second night of a back to back games. Uh, I remember I mentioned it. it was on this show. I said it. They've been terrific to the over in the second of back-to-back situations. They're 8-1, and the Detroit Red Wings, over the total in nine games on the second night of back-to-back. So that's what we're dealing with here, obviously, after the Tampa Bay game uh, last night. Uh, We'll see if uh, this one leads to a little bit more of a higher-scoring affair. We had Nedeljkovic in net last night for the uh, Red Wings, so it makes me think Thomas Grice will probably be your starter. He's projected right now. Uh, Bobrovsky for Florida uh, has been confirmed Uh, in net for them. I like Mason Marchment here because look, I say it's, it's very good to, to invest in Marchment paper. As I like to say, Mason Marchment, Uh, For the uh, Florida Panthers Uh, scored the other night uh, is continuing to get more minutes, more responsibility, more trust from Andrew Brunette and the coaching staff. Why not? Because he keeps playing better and better for this team. I think that's probably where this value is in terms of uh, player props in this game is maybe looking at Marchment. Uh, I like the over, but keep in mind the juice is it's, it's showing signs of maybe hitting seven very soon. Like we're seeing six and a half minus 140. I do think we're going to see more goals in this one than, say, we saw from Florida in their last game and from Detroit last night. I expected more goals than that in that 3-1 game with Elliott uh, and with Elliott and net for the Lightning especially. But I'd expect tonight we're going to see some goals, and I'm going to ride that 8-1 and overtrend with Detroit second and back-to-back games. And I'm going to dare Florida to be that good defensively against uh, Detroit tonight compared to the Ottawa game. Part of me thinks Ottawa's just in a funk offensively, and that's kind of why Florida was so good at keeping the puck out the other night. So I like over six and a half here, Detroit, Florida, Vito, Red Wings, Panthers.
2: Yeah, well, I also think this is kind of a Florida smash spot for the smashing point for the Detroit. Uh, because yeah, well, first of all, this is a hard back to back. These both teams are good, Tom and Florida. It's always hard, I think, to play on the road, the back to back like that. Uh, plus first meeting between those, these two clubs and the 2-2 in a draw and uh, in a shootout or overtime, that was a Florida's win. So I don't think Florida wants to do the same and go to the draw or shootout or whatever this uh, today. I think, and also they have lost like, okay, the, Florida won the last game, but before that, Florida lost like three games in a row. So I don't think they can really afford to lose because Tampa has already passed them in the standings. It was all Florida. Now Tampa is first. So yeah, I think kind of, that's the uh, battle of Miami, as I say, right? Or what? So, I think yeah, Florida will come out here and smash the D- Detroit today. But the, straight to the point, I don't see any value here on any kind of a numbers. Yeah, but so I think this is one of the games which you should actually straight 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 away play just live. So if you didn't place like puck line yesterday with Florida, which was at minus one fifteen, uh, then today it's no point to. I think place plays puck line at minus 150 or minus 140 or whatever is the price. So I think it's better now to wait live. There's always a chance the Red Wings score first and then you have all the value yep. you, you want, you know. So I think this is one of the games yeah, where you should uh, definitely wait and play it live. And from the player props, from Detroit, I think the same guys, Larkin, I, I think the only one, uh, well, Raymond maybe. Yep. And for Florida, he, he, well, also at, uh, at the moment, as you saw, there's a lot of guys scoring, Martian, arrangement. Hubert Obarkov, all of them are scoring. It's hard to guess. I mean, in Florida, but I think many guys will get on the board today for Florida. So you can take more than one player prop today for the Florida. I think.
1: Uh, there's one other thing I, I'm probably going to look at in this game too is the uh, and I'm starting to bet this a lot more as well. And it's uh, we picked our spots with it. It was pretty good. It was actually one of the bets I looked at with Devils Rangers last night. And knowing New Jersey's very good scoring early, keep betting that. By the way. Either both teams to score first period or the Devils to score a goal in the first period. That continues to be very good uh, in terms of a bet since the All-Star break. Devils have scored in every first period since the All-Star break. But I think both teams can find the back of the net here in the first period. So I think the both teams to score plus 140 first period here with Detroit and Florida is a good way to go as well. Uh, Nick, what do you think here uh, Red Wings Panthers?
0: Yeah, yesterday when we were looking at the slate, I had full intentions on taking the Panthers puck line. Because uh, I saw that the money line was around minus 280, I was like, okay, that's not terrible. You can get the puck line around minus 110, minus 115. The line wasn't available to me because while Detroit was playing last night, my book doesn't put out lines for apparently for teams that don't uh, that play the next day. I wake up this morning and it's at 380. I'm like, well, they've done a good job of getting me off this game because I'm not backing uh, minus 155 puck line. I'm not laying minus 145 on over six and a half. I don't take four and a half team totals. And this is a spot here where I wanted to bet Florida, but they have done a really good job of pricing me out of it. So this ended up being a, a complete stay away for me in this spot.
1: And this one with the uh, Panthers and the uh, Red Wings, uh, We'll see how it uh, goes in this one, but definitely uh, keep in mind here with uh, Detroit back-to-back situation for them, and that that trend has been very strong with them too on the uh, back-to-backs. We'll see if that uh, continues that in terms of that over streak with them on the uh, second night of back-to-back games uh, between uh, for the Red Wings. All right, next up we got Vancouver and Toronto here uh, in Toronto. This is a hockey night in Canada matchup. Leafs minus two hundred uh, home favorites minus two ten. Uh, in some spots, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Toronto certainly is going to, I would think, bring a much stronger performance and effort. Uh, that was pretty much a debacle for them against the Buffalo Sabres Wednesday night, 5-1. They looked like they weren't they weren't even able, able to generate much offensive zone time or sustain pressure on the Buffalo Sabres of all teams. It was the most mystifying, head-scratching thing you could ever see because you'd think most teams were able to forecheck the hell out of the Buffalo Sabres and force them into mistakes and Toronto could barely keep the puck in the zone long enough, you know, to get them running around. You know, it was just one of those games where it looked like they were skating in quicksand, skating in mud, whatever you want to call it. That was Toronto in that game against Buffalo. This said about as bad as we've ever been all year. Uh, so you'd expect better from them here for Vancouver. Uh, this is the end of a pretty long road trip for them. They've been on the road for a little bit of time now since uh, February 25th, that's when they departed following that 7-1 win against Calgary. Uh, this is going to be their fourth game. Uh, New York, New Jersey, the Islanders, uh, and Toronto tonight. Now, they did have some games spread out. You know, that's the nice thing. They had a you know a couple of days off after the New Jersey game before playing the Islanders. But it's been a good road trip. They've won two of the three. They're probably walking into an angry Toronto group. I mean, I could see this being a good spot here for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, in this game. And what's the one thing they're normally very good at? Uh, And that's uh, bouncing back when they really played poorly the last game. I'm going to do a Toronto uh, minus a half, plus 115 uh, in the first period uh, of this game. I think that's not a bad way to go, thinking that, hey, we got to have a good start tonight after what happened against the Sabres. I'd expect that. And they're rested as well. I like that as well for the Leafs two days off after that loss to the Sabres. Now, they are going to be missing a couple people tonight. Uh, Andre Kosh is still out. Jake Muzzin's out. And it also looks like Rasmus Sandin won't play tonight for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Although, that was not a Rembrandt in terms of a performance defensively from Rasmus Sandin against Buffalo. In fact, he had a terrible night Uh, Against the Buffalo Sabres, so it actually might be a good thing he's not able to play. He's going to be good, but he's always going to be have those nights once in a while where he really, really struggles. And he had one of those nights against the uh, uh, Buffalo Sabres. So there's going to be some shakeups along the uh, blue line, uh, but they've got some depth back there. Lilligren, Dermott will be the third pair, Labushkin, Brody, and then of course Hall and Riley uh, will be your top pair for the uh, Leafs here tonight in this game. Now, they lost to Vancouver as well earlier this year, and Thatcher Demko stole the game, stood on his head, 50-plus saves he had. Uh, He's the reason uh, Vancouver won that game uh, the other night. So uh, I like the Leafs here. They're revenge for the loss to Vancouver, which Demko stole. Toronto was the better team that night. Uh, They're off a bad game against Buffalo. I'd expect a better game. So I'm going to go Toronto minus a half, plus 115 first period. Also Toronto in regulation, minus 140. I'm going to split it up between those two. And from a totals perspective, I think I could get there with the over here just because the Canucks are just sailing over the total. Their defensive game's not been great. And even with Demko, Demko was in his zone when he played the Leafs a long time ago, several weeks ago. He's been a little bit more up and down lately, Demko. He's not been shutting the door completely. I think the Leafs will score uh, a handful of goals tonight, bounce-back mode for them. This is one night where I'd look at some Leaf props. I'd look at Matthews, who is, you know, everybody's ready to – Just panic, hit the panic button. Oh, the world is coming to an end that Matthews hasn't scored in a couple games. But usually he doesn't go much longer than that in terms of not scoring. So this could be an Austin Matthews goal scorer prop over one and a half points kind of night. And maybe even sprinkle on two or more goals. Usually when he busts out of a mini funk, he scores multiple goals in the same game. He does that a lot. So uh, I could see that tonight for the uh, Leafs in this one. But I think Toronto gets it done uh, against Vancouver and the game goes over. Uh, Vito? What do you think, Canucks leaves.
2: Uh, yeah, um, I, gonna, I guess I'm gonna be here with you, Ian, in, Ian, in this game because I can make many cases why I like the Toronto today. And actually, in my book, I just now found out it's. Uh, I was surprised. Like ten minutes ago, I just bet it actually leaves at minus one ten in regulation. So that I found out a very great price, so I took it. And well, for me, I mean Toronto is a little bit. I think re- bet, uh, rested team here. In this game, they're like two days off after losing to Sabres, something to shake off. They had a practice definitely after the Sabres game. They will not have any practices now since they're going to play all the time. So I think after the practice, they should come out today ready. Uh, also, this is, as you mentioned, Ian, a revenge spot. I mean, when a team, when a goalie steals one game from you, there's not always, like, he doesn't steal the second game, you know? So I think that that's another thing why I like the Leafs here. And yeah, for Vancouver, I guess it's going to be the toughest game of the road trip because they have went through New Jersey, Rangers, and one more team. But I think this will be the most important game, obviously. And yeah, it's a hockey night in Canada. Uh, One more thing about this game, uh, Wayne, Wayne Simmons. This is the thousandth game for him today. So another reason why the boys would like to get a win for him, I think, today. So yeah, everything leads me here to... That Toronto. Well, another thing is that Bruins are catching now Toronto in the standings. Another way why Toronto should, I I think, should get a win today. So Toronto is one of the teams I think. Yeah, which is hard to sometimes realize all what they're doing and whatever. But something you can sometimes know that they their team you can trust or for lose. You know that they can bring a performance. Of course, I don't like that. They, there's deep def, defense is not so good. I mean, but yeah, Jack Jack Campbell. Everybody's telling now he's already bad goalie, you know? Yeah, he had some few bad starts, I mean, but that's 82 game season. Not, not everyone can be Shishtorkin and stand every game good, you know? Even Shishtorkin won six goals against the Flames on the road, so yeah, everyone has bad slumps, so I think, yeah, I'm on Toronto here in regulation, girl.
1: You're right about being able to find Toronto and regulation at a better price. Minus 120, I'm seeing at some books. So you can get better than that minus 140. I'm going to shop around, see if I can get a better price. I haven't locked it in yet, but I will be on that Toronto and regulation and minus 120. And there's some better uh, prices out there uh, with that, that uh, definitely are. Uh, shop around, you'll maybe get a better price uh, on that Leafs uh, in regulation. That is the one thing that does concern me a little about the over tonight is that. Jack Campbell starts have gone over the total. We've talked about that trend on this show, that a lot of his games have just found a way to fly over the total. It's been that way consistently, uh, repeatedly. Uh, there's been a lot of Campbell starts that have gone over. But if there's ever a spot where he's going to rise up and look like the early season Jack Campbell, it's tonight they've given him a week to like hit the reset button mentally, take a rest, think about how things have been going. It hasn't been going as well for him. But he's back in net tonight for the first time since that crazy game in Detroit last Saturday, that 10-7 game that he ended up getting pulled from. So he could show up tonight. That would be the one issue. That would be the one thing that would scare you a little about the over. But you could also get 5-1, 6-1 in this kind of game, or 6-2. I could see. I think Toronto's going to fill it out. I just got that sense that at the end of this road trip, you're going to see Vancouver give up some goals tonight uh, against this uh, Leaf team, uh, and they'll uh, capitalize on those. It's just a question of, What do you get from Jack Campbell, who's been struggling, but we'll see if the the week-long mental break that he's had uh, helps him out. Uh, What do you think here, Nick, Vancouver-Toronto?
0: Well, I guess I'm going to have to trust Jack Campbell today and then also Thatcher Demko. Uh, This is not going to be the popular play or anything like that. I'm on the under 6.5 in this game at minus 105. Uh, Both these teams, if we look at their expected goal numbers, they're actually trending heavy under. Uh, seven of the last 10 have gone under six and a half for Vancouver, nine straight have gone under for Toronto. I expect uh, Toronto to play a little bit of a, a lower event hockey game here in this one. And, uh, after, especially after giving up five goals against Buffalo, I expect them to play much better defense in this spot here. Uh, we look at Vancouver in, uh, seven straight games, their actual goal total that they have been going over with nine, 10, seven, eight, seven, nine, and seven. Yeah, all seven of those games, the expected goal total for that one was uh, at, and uh, five of the seven were at least two goals lower than what it should have been. So this is a team I'm expecting some negative regression with when it comes to overs in Vancouver games. And I think this is a, a little bit higher of a number than we should have gotten today. This should have been maybe six rather than six and a half. So I'm on the under six and a half in the spot here. And then don't look now. Vancouver is only four points behind Ottawa or behind Edmonton, and uh, behind Nashville for that last wild card spot. This could be a team that flirts with the playoff spot uh, potentially at the end of the season here. So keep an eye out on Vancouver. I think there's a, they're going to be a little bit of a sneaky team this year.
1: Absolutely. Oh, we'll see how Vancouver uh, fares here tonight against a Leaf team that uh, will obviously probably chomping at the bit to play a lot better. We'll see if they do that. We got an Islander goal here early in this uh, Blues Islanders game. So one nothing. Uh, for the uh, Islanders, and uh, that was yeah, a Knicks- bad goal
2: by Bennington from the from the angle. The goal was yeah. scored from the
1: corner. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad goal. So that's not good for uh, Bennington. We're singing his praises. He's had two great starts in a row, and then he gives up a goal like that. That's not a good way to start your Saturday afternoon in the island if you're uh, Jordan Bennington. But uh, that's 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 Jordan Binnington's season. He's had a lot of these situations where it gives you a couple of good games and then not so good the next time out. But you're right. I saw that on the replay, Vito. That's just an angle that the puck can't go in, you know. It can't go in from that kind of angle. Uh, you got to be better than that there if you're uh, Bennington. But uh, nevertheless, they capitalize, and it's one nothing uh, for the Islanders. Yeah. All right, Boston and Columbus next up. We've got the uh, Bruins minus two thirty-five uh, road favorites uh, in this game. Uh, the totals five and a half, six across the board in this one. Oh, man, alive, am I tempted to take Columbus here? Um, I mean, this is a big number. I mean, my goodness, we're, t- we're treating Columbus here on home ice like they're chopped liver. We're treating them like they're the dregs. They're garbage. They're not. I mean, they're not. I mean, are they great? No. But, boy, I mean, we're talking about a huge price here uh, in this game against the uh, for them as home underdogs against the uh, Bruins. Now, granted, they got some injuries still, but they're, they're depth players for the most part that are out. Brendan Gauntz. And besides, they got Zach Werenski back. Uh, last game uh, on their blue line. I liked, uh, you know, the resilience they showed against the LA Kings, you know, and they got down one, nothing. They bang, 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 three quick goals uh, in that game. Uh, And then of course the Kings rallied to tie it when they were down three, one, they came back, tied it up three, three last night. I get it. It's back to back as well. That maybe the situation's playing into it as well, but it's back to back at home with no travel. It's Rick Nash night in Columbus, retiring his number. Uh, and sending that uh, uh, number to the rafters uh, tonight at uh, Nationwide Arena uh, in uh, Columbus. Uh, I don't know if it's going to affect them negatively, positively. It could go either way with that. Sometimes you see the home team start slow uh, in these spots, although the Rangers, I remember on Lundquist night, first period was their best period, and then they were horrible after that. So it could go either way uh, in that regard. Do they have a little bit of a hangover after the ceremony, or are they ready to play and they're you know taking the play to the opponent? That remains to be seen. What I know for Boston is, look, it's been a nice road trip for the Bruins. Give them credit. Uh, they bombed Boston, or they bombed L.A. 7 nothing. beat San Jose, beat Seattle, really only lost the Anaheim game in the final minute. That was a winnable game. Uh, and, of course, they bounced back and took care of Vegas 5-2. Depleted Vegas, uh, but still a solid win on the road in the tough place to play. So, really, uh, last minute of that game against Anaheim, they're basically one minute away, essentially, from being a perfect 5-0 and on this road trip, Boston. So they've had a very good road trip, but they return home to face the Kings after this. It's the end of the trip. It's not exactly the type of spot, especially when it's been a successful trip, uh, that, I'd, that I view as a bet-on spot. Um, Swayman's in net for the Bruins tonight. He has been solid lately, and that's the one thing that, Concerns me just a little bit. It's 5-0, oh, 1.19 goals against average, 959 save percentage uh, in his last five starts. He's been terrific, and he's led the, the Bruins to victory in all five of those games. Nevertheless, I'm going to do a small little piece of Columbus. It's just too big a number in this spot, but the Bruins at the end of a long, successful road trip. Uh, Columbus, uh, Yeah, it is back-to-back, but they have been pretty solid of late uh, as well. Uh, they're only 2-5 and five after uh on the second night of back-to-back games but I think it's kind of accounted for with what you're getting in this price. I ended up cashing several uh Columbus or a couple, not several, but a couple Columbus goal scorer props last night. Lyon a and Bjorkstrand, I mentioned them on the show yesterday. I think definitely Lyon A and Bjorkstrand are your go-to goal scorer props again for Columbus. Bjorkstrand's on a great run. Patrick Linea has had the hot stick going for like 2 weeks now, if not longer. Uh, you could absolutely go with both of those from a prop standpoint to score or even points. Uh, I think they can find the back of the net. Swayman's been great, but this is a this is kind of that long road trip fatigue spot, I think, for Boston tonight, where I could see the defense breaking down a little bit because you went through Seattle, San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, all in the Pacific time zone and Vegas, and now you're making this cross-country trip to Ohio. Uh, for this game on a Saturday, turning around from playing Thursday. You know what I mean? It just feels like that team might make some mistakes defensively. Turnovers, a little fatigue, a little physical fatigue, a little mental fatigue sets in potentially for the Bruins tonight, and maybe Columbus can take advantage of that. So I do definitely look toward Columbus for some kind of bet here. This is probably one of my dogs of the day for sure, plus 200, plus 215. Team total Columbus, I know it's not easy to do that with Swayman playing well, but I think the defense in front of him is going to make this a much more difficult game for Swayman. I think he's going to face a more high event game in terms of opposing scoring chances. I think he's going to probably face more high danger chances because I don't think the defense is going to be fresh uh, in front of him tonight. Uh, I could see him having a tougher time tonight, Swayman, just because I think that defense, I could see them struggling against what's let's be honest, a pretty good offensive team right now. uh, The Columbus blue jackets, Columbus is still sketchy defensively and goaltending. But, boy, they can score goals. So Columbus money line, Columbus team total over, maybe even the full game over if you can find five-and-a-half as well, uh, which is still out there. Nick, what do you think here? Boston, Columbus.
0: Yeah, this is a weird spot for, I think, both teams uh, because we do have Columbus coming in off that back-to-back. I think it's a little bit better of a situational spot here for Columbus, even playing their second game in two days. Because when we look at what Boston's gone through here, they they had that 5-1 win versus Colorado. Then they hit the road to Seattle, San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, Vegas. And then instead of heading home after that West Coast trip, they make a stop in Columbus. That that just like, I saw this game a few days ago and I'm like, that's kind of like a weird scheduling spot. Like, I don't know why they would put random Columbus game in Columbus at the end of that road trip. I feel like this should have been a spot where they should have been playing a home game today rather than a than a game in Columbus, or at least if you're going to schedule out a game, another game in out West, like in Arizona or something like that. Columbus, that's just weird in my opinion. But yeah, uh, Columbus is at plus 213 on my book. Uh, might make my card later. Uh, that team total is two and a half at plus 105. That make my may make my card later. I feel like we're going to see a lot of barking dogs tonight. Um, and I think this is definitely one of them, a nice home dog here. With the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, I like the over five and a half more than anything in this game. I got that at minus 120 yesterday. It's around minus 133 on my book now. Uh, I would still look at that. I feel like we see at least six goals in this spot and three from Columbus. I think is very reasonable in this game. Uh, their offense has actually been pretty decent. They give up, I believe, the most shots on goal per game in the NHL, I've heard. So uh, I can definitely see some goals on both sides here. Uh, lean toward uh, Blue Jackets team total and money line, but for me, it's only the over five and a half at this moment. I may add that later on, depending on how the day starts.
1: Yeah, uh, for Columbus, it's six of the last eight games where they have scored at least three goals. So six of the last eight games for the Jackets, and you got this pretty good uh, numbers on your side there when you've got a team total that right now is over two and a half at a plus price. In fact, it's not only a over two and a half for Columbus team total; it's actually a plus number. Uh, attached to that so it's great value in my opinion and like i say you're getting that value because boston's rolling they're playing better defense swayman is just in a zone right now but i'm convinced you're going to see that defense just make some mistakes tonight this has been a long road and the east coast travel from vegas to columbus after four games in that west coast time zone this is tricky i've seen that you know this kind of spot just jump up and bite teams many times in the past, and and maybe it does here for Boston tonight. Vito, uh, what do you think here? Bruins, Jackets.
2: Yeah, well, very not interested here to take uh, Bruins because I think, yeah, they're at their peak at the moment in a a price, uh, if you're talking about the price and the value, I think that's why it's now like minus 240 because they just had won like five games in a row and that's it, they straight away... Are these big favorites. Uh, we're still talking about Brendan Carloyd D. I mean, and a few other guys that they they, they turn around the puck. I mean, and the expected goals also shows that that the actually Bruins are getting a lot of chances. I think I I, I mean Bruins are uh, controlling the game most of the times because their offense is actually doing very very great in this road trip. Like this, uh, the Brasque, uh Bergeron Marchand line they are playing best hockey of the year. I think at the moment and uh the second line as well Hall, uh pasta and also we saw just now coils meat stepping up so yeah the forwards are doing very great but the D is still bad for this team at the moment and uh I think yeah well I I think the only way how to go here it would be I guess jackets on this price because yeah talking about the situational spot as well look, Bruins are on this like sixth game on the road uh it's definitely harder to travel all around the west then just play a back-to-back home uh, game, I mean. So only way how to look here, I would say, yes, yeah, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets from the pro- player prop-wise, Ian mentioned it as well. I have Also, I have actually the same guys, Strand and Alina, uh, And from Boston, well, how can you not look, I guess, at, uh, at DeBrusque, right?
1: Yeah, DeBrusque. How did I forget to mention that? Thank you, Vito. How did I forget to mention that, Jake DeBrusque? Obviously. Now, a couple games, I believe, in a row he hasn't scored, but he had the hat-trick against L.A. He's still being showcased in the top six on this Boston team. He's, and at the price you're getting still plus 300 in some spots, it's obviously, I think, still worth a bet. DeBrusque, Marshawn, Posternock. you can't say no to those two guys. They're playing great right now as well offensively. Uh, those are the three. Pasta, Marshawn, DeBrusque for sure. Boston with goal-scoring props. So thank you, Vito, for mentioning that. That would be a travesty if I forgot to mention DeBrusque again. Goes without saying, he's always worth a look right now.
2: Yeah, I wanted to add you guys. I I have actually gotten down here and over. So I think, yeah, I think the game could go over. Yeah, I, I
1: do think- too. Yeah, uh, think- especially five and a half. Five and a half with Columbus is cheap when it comes to totals, uh, in my opinion. Five and a half with that team right now is just a little bit too low. What have we seen here for the most part? We've seen seven, seven. We had a couple unders, but they were in a bad spot against Carolina. The Pittsburgh game, that should have went over. I still say that 3-2 game against Pittsburgh should have went over. There were a million chances. The Smith was uncharacteristically great uh, in that game against Columbus that night. And actually, he was not bad last night in the game against uh, Carolina either, Smith He's had a couple of decent starts now, but there should have been more than the five goals there. There were a lot of great chances, a couple posts as well uh, in that Pittsburgh-Columbus game. So five and a half to me is still very cheap when it comes to this total. So I definitely like it to go over. All right, next up, we've got Seattle and Washington. Washington minus 230. Uh, home favorites in this game, five and a half the total. Uh, both of these teams str- were struggling mightily, and they both got off the schneid in their last game. Seattle snapping a seven-game losing streak, beating Nashville 4-3 on TNT uh, on Wednesday night, and Washington uh, on Thursday night against Carolina. Very good Hurricanes team. It's their best game in a while. They snapped a three-game losing streak, shutting out the Hurricanes for nothing uh, in that game. So not a surprise after that game. Peter Laviolette's rolling right back with Vitek Vanacek, and why not? You know, Samsonov's not been good. Phoenix Copley's not the answer. Vanacek's healthy again. He has had his own consistency flaws at times, but he delivered. He stepped up. I thought he was phenomenal against Carolina. That may be the best game he's played all year. Can he do it again for you? Obviously, it's worth the shot to start him again if you're Peter Laviolette. See if he can be that good again. uh, Chris Drieger. Uh, getting the uh, start here uh, for the uh, Kraken uh, in this game uh, for uh, for them. And uh, look, against uh, uh, Nashville, three goals allowed, but they won. And I think that's kind of what Dave Haxtell's looking at. Yeah, he gave up three goals, but team played well in front of him. Won the game finally. Won a game finally. We're going to roll right back with Drieger here tonight in this game. So it's an interesting game. Obviously, two teams that needed a win desperately. They've got some confidence. I still think If I had to choose Washington maybe in this game in regulation or maybe a Washington team total over, I'd look at, but it's probably going to be a game I stay off. It's just uh, Washington is still hats off to them, not only busting the losing streak, but doing it against a great Carolina team, but now still minus 230 and even regulation, not the value I like and not the price that I'm willing to trust a team like the Capitals in just yet. Let me see another good game from them. Is that asking too much? Let me see another good game from them tonight before I'm ready to buy into a potential turnaround or a or a spark from that win against Carolina. Nick, what do you think here, Seattle, Washington?
0: I uh, I am on the under five and a half in this game. Both these teams have been playing under hockey. When we look at the uh, the, I I like looking at the expected goals a lot. That's like one of the main metrics I use. And when we look at that, they're 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 trending towards the unders. Seven of the last ten, I've gone under five and a half for. Washington, eight of the last 10 for Seattle. And don't look now, but Seattle, they, the results may not be 100% there, but it looks like they, they're playing much better uh, as of late. And I think they're a live dog in this game. I think this is a spot here where plus 195, I'm, I'm saying dogs are barking tonight. I think that may make my card the Kraken here. Because uh, one thing, that uh, I, I feel like I've had a decent read on this Kraken team because I, I was looking at that Nashville game. And I, I said this on a couple of shows that I was on that day. I said, watch out. The Kraken are going to steal some coin tonight. And uh, that's exactly what they went out and did. And uh, this Kraken team, I have a feeling, could steal some coin again today. Uh, I, I like I the Kraken here. I might, I might bet them plus 195. But right now I'm going to go with the under. And I was also looking at Washington's team total under as well.
1: Seattle has played uh, – the San Jose game is really the game, too, where they lost before they played Nashville, and they deserved better in that game much better they played a very good hockey game against san jose uh and they outplayed them they carried the play they didn't get the result to show for it uh and they finally did against nashville where they played pretty well and got the win so you're right underneath the surface underneath the final scores and the scoreboard result there's some better hockey the last two to three games that i've seen personally just the eye test the the advanced numbers bear it out but just from the eye test, watching Seattle these last couple of games, and I've seen a lot of their Nashville and San Jose games, these last two, they're really possessing the puck a lot. All right? They they, they are. They're generating a lot. The puck's just not going in for them, uh, and they're not giving up quite as much as they did. earlier. they're finally starting to actually – improve, I think, with that team defense that I thought was going to be their strength coming into the season. And it's taken a while for it to show up. It's been better lately. So you're seeing little signs of improvement for Seattle. So obviously a big sign of improvement for Washington shutting out Carolina. So who can transmit that forward tonight is the big question here. That's why it's a tough game for me. And that's probably why I'm staying off it. I don't want to guess who's going to keep the momentum going. Vito, what do you think here? Seattle, Washington?
2: Yeah, well, last time when Kraken played Nashville, I'm not sure Kraken played good or Nashville was very bad. What happened in that game, I'm not sure. But yeah, Kraken played some great hockey. And I mean, Capitals as well just now had a win, but uh, they played very good against the Canes. I'm not sure if Canes were again bad if or Capitals were good in that game. Capitals looked like they were ready for that game. But uh, all around, this is a small re- revenge spet, uh, spot for Caps, definitely since uh, the first meeting they lost in Seattle 2-5. Uh, So I think Caps would like to make amends about that. Since they meet only two times. But uh, overall, yeah, I'm leaning Caps side here, but I have not placed the wagers. I don't think I also will go with Caps in regulation. I'm still not sure about that team. I just know we're uh, we're fading that team all the time, you know, past few weeks when they were losing. And now we're going to start to play them. Uh, Not sure yet. Want to see how they look? I mean, uh, uh, we saw better power play a little bit with that Oshie back there, you know. He makes the screen for the goalie. He's also on, good on that one-timer from the middle. So if they can continue to roll here today, which is possible, I mean, maybe in also in a power play, then I think the Caps will be back and then we can look forward to maybe back Caps.
1: It's an interesting game because you got these two teams. We're trying to see who can can get on a run, who can actually play two good games in a row because it's not been easy for either of these teams to do that. Here's a fascinating game next up because this is just uh, all kinds of angles to look at here. Montreal and Edmonton. Edmonton minus 250, home favorites, 6.5 the total uh, in this game. This is a classic price here where if you're looking at, and I say this in every sport, and it's also true in hockey, if you're using full season stats and records to help you with your handicapping you're doing it the wrong way all right full se—I i don't care full season what montreal has done what i'm looking at is the last five ten games with montreal since the coaching change this is a different hockey team playing a lot better uh the defense and the commitment to team defense has been better kind of got rocky defensively against calgary but look you're playing the flames flames weren't going to go away in that game. Uh, and uh, could you have wanted better goaltending maybe from the Hamburgler. Yeah, there's one goal I thought he could have had in that game. Uh, but, you know, overall their game, their complete team game has been better since Marty San Luis taken over. And they have played very good hockey, you know, other than a win- loss to the Jets where, you know, Jets were fired up beyond belief for that game, playing the Canadians for the first time since getting swept by them uh, in the playoffs last year. That's the only loss they've had in recent games under Luis, They've beaten some good teams during this mix, St. Louis, Toronto. Uh, It's been impressive to see uh, from this Montreal Canadiens team. And I think there's residual money line value game in and game out with this team right now. Uh, And it's not like there's a great spot for Edmonton. They've been on the road forever. Uh, They're coming back home after being in Tampa, February 23rd, Florida, February 26th, Carolina, February 27th, Philly, March the 1st, and then couple days ago in Chicago, they lose in overtime 4-3. So now they're back home. They've played a lot of games in a short period of time. They only have one single day in between returning home from Chicago and playing this game tonight back home against Montreal. It's a tricky spot for Edmonton. It really is. Uh, Montreal, this is kind of like the Calgary game, wash, rinse, repeat for me with this Montreal team. I'm going to look at a first period to get on the board for the Montreal Canadian. And Mike Smith, by the way, uh, in net. Uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers tonight so uh, when you look at that that is a significant development Um, we know that Koskinen has been the better goalie lately but I think you know what you look at it he needs a break he started a lot on that last few games of that trip he did make a very bad turnover with the puck that led to the Chicago third goal the other night it was a, a tough turnover to happen to Koskinen he's done that before maybe it's punishment for that who knows But uh, Jay Woodcroft's going to Mike Smith tonight. Uh, For me, this is uh, Montreal in a bunch of different forms, kind of like the last game uh, against Calgary. You could go with the first period, plus a half, minus 130, sprinkle even on plus 170 money line. Uh, In that game, you could go with the team total over a half, minus 140, just just to score a goal, over 0.5 Montreal in the first period. I've been doing that quite a bit lately uh, as well. Uh, And probably a plus one and a half full game puck line, which is only minus 115 and even a little sprinkle on the money line, which I did have against Calgary. I sprinkled a little on the plus 340 uh, against Calgary. And I'm going to do that again here. I think as much as I've been wanting to back Edmonton with the coaching change that kind of leveled off, this is not a good scheduling situation. They've been on the road for well over a week, almost two weeks, playing a lot of games in a short period of time with only one day off in between the end of that trip and tonight against Montreal. It's tricky all around for this Oilers team and they're laying a premium with them against a Montreal team that all they've done here the last few games is go uh, six six and one in their last seven games and the only loss was to Winnipeg in a charged up spot for the Jets. Uh, And they've shown that they can beat solid teams, Toronto, St. Louis, Calgary, uh, in their last game during this stretch. Just an overlay, uh, in my opinion, for Edmonton here. So Montreal in various forms for me, as I've just uh, outlined. Uh, Nick, what do you think here, Montreal-Edmonton?
0: Yeah, originally for this game, it was a small lean towards the Canadiens. I didn't bet this, but you had me sold at Mike Smith. Uh, and <laughs> laying minus 240 on Mike Smith is uh, idiotic, I think. And uh, I think that... I'm going to have a Canadiens ticket at plus 215 some uh, sometime today. That is going to be something that makes my card. Uh, maybe even that team total over at 2.5 at minus 115 is not a bad price either, especially with Mike Smith in that because uh, I was expecting Miko Koskinen. So, yeah, uh, Canadiens. I think they're starting to play the way we expected to them to do in the beginning of the season because they were coming off that Stanley Cup appearance. And they've been obviously massively disappointing this year. Granted, they haven't had half their roster or it feels like everybody on their roster has made the IR or the COVID list at some way, shape or form this year. And they're still without their captain. They're still without their franchise goalie. I mean, this is a Canadian team that's been dealt a seven, two off suit from the beginning of the season. So this is a Canadians team that now they're starting to look better. And they're going to be a team that I'm going to look to ride a little bit here. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm probably going to get on to the Canadiens plus 215. That's probably a bet I'm going to make. So that's where I'm looking in this game.
1: Yeah, cool Caulfield to score. I mean, Nick Suzuki finally got on the board. That's not a bad uh, couple of goal score yeah. prop options or points options as well. Um, Anderson had a big game a few days. You can never count him out of maybe chipping in for Montreal. So spread the wealth. I don't know if I'd just go on one player, but Caulfield's certainly on that list, uh, ben, as Benjamin says in the chat. Uh, There's no question uh, about that. Cole Caulfield's been one of the guys that's had new life in his game since Marty Saint-Louis took over uh, behind the bench uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. And yeah, it's just a tricky uh, spot here a little bit for uh, uh, Montreal in this game. Now, Montembeau is in net. So the one concern is how is he going to play? Because he got shelled against the Winnipeg Jets. It it was ugly uh, for Sam Montembeau in his last start. But you look at him recently when he's had those really bad starts and that crooked numbers gone up against him. He gave up four against Vegas. The next start, he gave up two. He gave up six to Edmonton. That is a concern. Last time he faced Edmonton, it was in Montreal. It was seven to two, and he it was ugly for Montembeau. Uh, that was maybe, before
0: St. Louis, though, right?
1: That was. That's when they were playing that shit team. You can toss game. that one out, then. That's kind of what I think. And that's part of why, uh, as I said a minute ago, Nick, that... Uh, Throw out the full season numbers. It's a different exactly. Montreal team now. There's more confidence. But even after that bad start against Edmonton, January 29, he bounced back uh, and he shut out. Or did he shut out? Yeah, Washington. Or he gave up. Uh, no, he gave up two goals to Columbus in his next start after that six goals allowed to Edmonton. He gave up five to Buffalo. Another rotten start. He gave up two the next game. He gave up seven to Winnipeg last game. The point is, after the really bad starts, he's played a lot better uh, in the next start. Hopefully, that's the uh, Samuel Montembeau. Uh, that we get tonight. And it's uh, going to be him for a uh, period of time because it looks like they they were concerned that maybe um, ha- Hammond's injury is significant, actually. It's going to be yeah. a, a situation where now uh, he's on IR. Uh, he is going to be obviously uh, out for a long period of time, a lower body injury. They say this is not short term for Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar. So just when he was getting everybody fired up again, uh, m- winning multiple starts, including the Calgary game, uh, he gets injured. Very unfortunate uh, development, uh, in my opinion. But uh, definitely, uh, to me, there's just a little bit too much value in this price tonight uh, with the uh, Montreal side. Vito, what do you think here? Canadians, Oilers.
2: Yeah, guys. Well, I think this is definitely, of course, not Oilers' spot returning back from this East Coast road trip where they played some hard teams. I mean, right? And uh, now they're coming back. Well, I think they will come out ready because they know they – they know that uh, Habs just now beat Calgary in the next city, next Oilers, so I think that's what they know. So I think they will not take them lightly today. Uh, but overall, yeah, with uh, Mr. Uh, Mike Smith in the net, it's hard not to look over here. I mean, I think over six and a half, also. I think, uh, same again, uh, same like against the Calgary. I mean, this uh, Montreal team, guys, uh, what happened after the coaching change, they just uh. Few people talk they play better defensively, defense, defense. Few say they are better offense. I just think they are trying more in each of these parts, and there will be st- still turnovers from that team. Okay, there will be still turnovers, there will be still mistakes. But I think, but now they also will put the puck in the net, so the opposition will need to put more pucks in the net to win the game here. So, yeah, I think Canadians definitely get like three here today. I think if Oilers want to win, they will need to get five. So something like, uh, same like in Calgary game, I will think will happen here tonight. So the over is the look.
1: I think it would go, I think it could go over as well, to be quite honest. I know Montreal's trying to play better defensively, but c- good offensive teams. And, you know, you still have McDavid, Dreisaitl, Kane on the other side to worry about for Edmonton. Edmonton's going to find their way to some goals probably tonight against Montembeau. But Montreal will get theirs against Smith. And by the way, Smith's numbers... This is what you're getting with a goalie in net on a team that's minus 245, minus 250 tonight. Mike Smith, 5-8 is his record. 3.53 goals against 893 save percentage this season. He's 5-8. and eight. That's 38 win percentage. So you've got a 38 win percentage goalie in his starts this year at minus 250. Think about that yes. for a second. I mean, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> that's just... That's that's taking your life into your hands or bankroll potentially laying minus two Like, please, if you like Edmonton, and I'm not saying Edmonton can't win this game. They are still probably better than Montreal. But, you know, take the regulation line. Take a first period puck line. Take a, you know, alternative puck line. Just do something creative. Just whatever you do, if you like Edmonton and you're going to bet Edmonton, don't lay minus 245, minus 250. Get creative. Find another way to go about. Uh, betting uh, the Oilers tonight, if you like that side. Uh, Nashville-San Jose uh, next up. We've got the uh, Nashville Predators laying about minus 170 here uh, on the road uh, in this game against San Jose. Total five and a half uh, across the board. Nashville's going to be very disappointed about that last game uh, against the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, got off to a nice start, and then all of a sudden, the momentum flipped. Seattle got a consecutive goals in a row, bang, 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 uh, in the second period. Uh, of that game uh, and the uh, Predators really never recovered uh, from that point on. So bounce back game, maybe for the uh, Nashville Predators here in this game, I would think San Jose is just one of those teams. I've said this about them a bunch where if teams are fired up to beat San Jose, they'll beat San Jose. All right. And and right now, because they've been obviously terrible since the uh, all-star break Uh, they are just two and six uh, in their eight games. Since the break, the two wins were the Islanders four, three, where James Reimer stood on his head, it was terrific in that game against the Islanders, and the other win was that game where he was also very good uh, against the Seattle Kraken, three-one. But Seattle outplayed uh, San Jose in that game, just like the Islanders outplayed, outchanced, had the puck more uh, against the Sharks when they played them and they lost. So the only two wins in the eight games since the break for San Jose, you sh- you would say they're lucky as shit to win them because they got outplayed by Seattle heavily, they got outplayed by the Islanders heavily. And that's the and but but yet they won those games and those are the only two games they've won, you know they haven't been able to beat anybody that's a decent team a a good team or certainly an excellent team, uh, for the most part during this stretch I think this is a good situation here for Nashville these are points you got to get when you're trying to s- solidify a playoff spot, uh, UC Soros hasn't been great lately I'll I'll admit that. It's been kind of up and down. I mean, he's given up seven goals in each of his last two starts. He's given up three or more goals now. Uh, when you go back and look, actually, four, five, six of his last seven starts, Soros has allowed at least three goals. So it, it is concerning that his play is leveled off a bit. But I think tonight, you know, this is a spot for him to regain some confidence. San Jose's not a gifted offensive team at the moment. Uh, and by the way, I should say, Rymer, talking about Reimer, how good he's played, Reimer's hurt. Reimer's out. Uh, Reimer's week-to-week week now with a lower body injury, uh, so you won't see him tonight uh, in net for the Sharks. You're going to see Zach Sachenko and Alex Stalock, who has basically been journeyman goalie. He's been in the NHL, the AHL. He's been with multiple franchises. And now here's Alex Stalock with San Jose again, which I believe he was with earlier in his career as well, and Sachenko. I mean, those are the two goalies that San Jose's got to run with uh, right now uh, at this point in time. So uh, it is an issue for the sharks. No question. I like Nashville in regulation. Uh, finally get to the uh, uh, pick uh, Nashville here around even money minus one Oh five uh, in regulation. I think they get the job done. This has got to be the spot for them to get back on track, get back in the wind column. Uh, Vito, we'll start with you on this one. What do you think? Nashville, San Jose.
2: Yeah. I was checking on this regulation price, to be honest, before the show, I was about late. So yeah, I think I gonna lay it as well. So easy. Yeah. Well, I mean it's Stalak in the net first of all and the Sharks hasn't have not played some good hockey. I mean, they some they're getting outplayed by every opposition, I think. No, every time they play now after the all-star break, they're getting outplayed by every opposition. I mean, Carlson is out. Uh not sure about the Latvian dude which I played together, Baltzers. I think he's also out. So Definitely. yeah, he's missing a few guys there and uh Hartle, Meyer, those guys have been called now. And I, th- I think they have been called off and they cannot score anymore. I don't think they will come score here today as well. only way how to go with this, I think, is Nashville uh, regulation. Well, only thing, uh, concern with Nashville is also they haven't really made some many expected goals. I checked like the stats with Nashville for the last few games. I checked 5-on-5 five five more. I don't check on a power play. So I checked on 5-on-5 five five and two games they were under one goal. So that's something to look at that maybe a little bit made me to stay off for now yeah i'm thinking about this game i was thinking about it during the show i think with saros in the net like nashville should win this game i mean they're they're in a tough uh the, the place in the standings in the center, center center right center They are at. so yeah it's very tough there i mean everything is close and the sharks are out there still of course they can make the playoffs if we talk about it but if we just look at it, I think they're out of the race. It's like 20 points them to the playoff zone. So, I mean, this miracle should happen to them to make the playoffs. So, I think they're trending now the wrong way here. Nashville is the playing here, I think, yeah. in regulation, obviously. not. on I'm not taking this minus on Santa.
1: Yeah. If there's a game later this year where San Jose somehow wins a game to clinch a playoff spot, we need Al Michaels on the call so he can deliver the – do you believe in miracles? because that's what it's going to take for San Jose right now, an utter miracle uh, for them to make the playoffs. And they're they're just not doing it, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All right, Nick, what do you think, Preds, Sharks?
0: Yeah, I really like this game. And my play in this game, I don't usually do this. This is a situational play rather than an analytical play, because my analytics, my numbers tell me do not do this, and this is not the right move. But – I like the sharks in this game. Wow. I'm taking this. I'm taking the sharks here. And I and for all this, I'm hoping it's Alex Stalock Because he's a 34-year-old journeyman goaltender. And I've seen this before. And I've noticed a they little bit. Rally the around the here. guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I looked back at all the games because I have a bunch of goalie stacks. And I was looking at goalies who have played maybe a couple games this year, who came in, had a spot start. I'm looking 26 and older because I'm looking for older veteran goaltenders. Um, there were six, and then I don't know if we can count Michael Michael Hutchinson because he was the backup for Toronto at that time. So six and zero oh in these spots. Michael Hauser on the 18th of January uh, for Buffalo against Ottawa, three one win, one goal allowed, 44 saves. Garrett Sparks got the win against Washington, three two. Andrew yep. Hammond, three two win. Keith Kincaid, three two win. Louis Domingue, uh, two one win, and Maxim Legase had a 5-4 win he was the only goaltender to give up more than two goals out of those out of those six goaltenders who have made spot starts that are 26 and older so I'm looking for this veteran goaltender for them to come around and play good in front of him and I think this is like a 3-1 win for the San Jose Sharks so that's where I'm looking at for this game I like the San Jose Sharks. I took them plus 150 to win this game.
1: That's a that's an interesting angle, and you can't dispute some of these. I remember Garrett Sparks, and he was all teary-eyed and emotional after for L.A. after he beat Washington. You know, he's just that guy toiling in the minors all those years. Got a sniff in the NHL with Toronto, kind of like Staylock. He had a little cup of coffee, Minnesota. He was with Ottawa for a bit. He was with San Jose earlier in his career, back now with the Sharks. I mean, he's been with a bunch of different teams. He was actually with Toronto ever so briefly, too, Staylock. Uh, and now he is maybe giving his, getting his chance to start. It's not confirmed, by the way. It's projected that he's going to start. Projected. Not confirmed, yet. confirmed Now, if this is Zach Sachenko, does that change I'm things out. Out for you?
0: I'm cashing out if it's Zach Sachenko.
1: There you go. So if it's Sachenko, then – but you're right. You mentioned it with uh, Garrett Sparks. You mentioned it with Michael Hauser. You mentioned it with Maxime Legacy. All these goalies that you just rhymed off that uh, they've all uh, basically had this start you know, where they've come into the lineup and they've won games and look, they've played well, but the team's just collapsing in front of the net. They're doing everything, They're blocking shots. They want to get a win for the guy. It's a good story a guy that's persevered and worked hard and has found a way to start here in the NHL, another game, even if it's by necessity and yeah. out of emergency, you know, the players still want to go above and beyond and maybe try to win for him. So maybe that's a little pause for me, but for Nashville, but I'm still sticking with Nashville, quite honestly. I still am, but I understand why that's that might gets a little scarier for Nashville if maybe they just rally around this staylock story uh, if he is indeed a in net tonight for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, Vito, go ahead. You look like you want to say something. Ah, oh, that's no,
2: really actually well. I like the Nick's angle here. I mean, yeah. talking about these goalies, it and tend- if you watch actually the Sharks' previous games, guys, check how they played. Last three games have ended three-one. And uh, last meeting between the, these two clubs ended three one. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I, I threw three dollars down on this. I put at twenty eight to one for the Sharks to win three one.
1: Wow, correct score prop too. Correct there score
0: three one Sharks.
1: And of course, because they're a you know decent sized plus one fifty home underdog in this game, you really get a good uh, it was price. Twenty eight to one yep absolutely you really get a good price there on the uh, on the correct score there for san jose three uh in this
2: uh, one i guess about the props guys did you say something i don't know but uh for the predators there is some guys like tomasino who did score. yep tomasino yeah. and Fabro. so those guys might have some we have to check in which line they're gonna be how they're gonna play you know uh, but uh, yeah those guys be scoring for uh predators guys and uh, for san jose I mean, only Logan Couture, I think, now, because it used to be Meyer and Hurtle in the starts of the season, but now I think it's only Logan Couture who I see kind of scoring. And for the point pro- uh, prop as an assist, definitely Brett Burns, guys. Check on Brett Burns for uh, uh, more than half an assist in this game, maybe.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's uh, And he's been shooting the puck a lot more lately, too, so over shots on goal for him also could be a, a decent way to go here in this one. But you're right, the, for Nashville, uh, the, the one thing for Nashville is with Soros and maybe the defense not playing quite as well, uh, we've still seen them offensively be pretty solid in recent games. You know, they scored three against uh, Carolina, the six goals they had uh, against uh, uh, against Florida as well. But you're right, Tomasino scored against uh, Seattle uh, in the last game. Tanner Janot is always a good prop look for uh, Nashville right now. He's had a nice season uh, for them. Uh, Jeanneau scored a couple in that game against Florida. Uh, so And he scored against Carolina as well. Uh, those are good ones, those two. If you're looking for bargains for Nashville, player prop-wise, Philip Tomasino and Tanner Jeanneau, I think, are the two guys you target for the uh, Nashville Predators. All right, final game of this massive card, and it is the best game of the entire day. That's why we put it in the title uh, of the YouTube video. We always try to highlight the the, the Big game of the day. This is it. Calgary, Colorado. This should be a great one to wrap up the night. Colorado minus 155, minus 160 home favorite. Six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, It should be a great one. Uh, I'm I'm one of those uh, people in a game like this, especially when you're talking. I know Colorado's home record is off the chart, right? 23 and five uh, at home. They've been absolutely outstanding on home ice. They rarely lose uh, here in Denver. Uh, The last time they lost here in Denver was that uh, game uh, against, uh, I believe it was Dallas uh, recently. And then Arizona also beat them at home before the break. But it was Arizona and it was Dallas that were able to pick up a couple of wins here in Denver uh, over the last month or so. Uh, But other than that, they've obviously been great at home. Both of these teams off a loss. I think both of them fell into the same trap, if you will. A big Much anticipated Western Conference showdown here. And Calgary lost their game prior to this against Montreal. And Colorado lost their game prior to this against Arizona. So it'll be interesting to see Calgary 12-2 and their last uh, 14 games. Uh, Colorado just playing every bit as well at the moment. Uh, It's just a terrific hockey game on paper. Darcy Kemper in net for Colorado. We'd certainly expect Jacob Markstrom uh, in between the pipes for Calgary, even though it hasn't been officially confirmed yet. This is probably more of a prop game for me than a side or a total Um, because I expect good efforts from both teams. Uh, Colorado off a loss is very – not the Calgary off a loss isn't strong, but Colorado off a loss in particular. It's almost like that, yeah, do not bet against Colorado off a loss for me. That's how incredible they've been uh, in that particular role. They've been very good off a single defeat this year. I mean, losing streaks have been uh, few and far between here uh, for the Avalanche. And you look at their recent games, go all the way back to, uh, my goodness, December 4th, lost to Ottawa, beat Philly the next game. Lost to Nashville, beat Anaheim the next game. Lost to Nashville again, beat Arizona the next game. Lost to Arizona, beat Tampa Bay the next game. Lost to Dallas, beat Vegas the next game. Lost at Boston beat Detroit 5-2 in the next game. Just that track record off a single loss for the Avalanche, it is pristine. It's terrific. It's one of those track records where, for me, it's almost do not bet against this team when they're off a loss, the Colorado Avalanche. But do I want to lay minus 150? No, not against a team as good as Calgary. So I'm going to look more at props here uh, in this game. Lindholm continues to just be red hot for the Flames. Tyler Toffoli in games of this magnitude, he often shows up He's been pretty consistent offensively for the Flames. You could look at those two from a goal score, proper point standpoint um, for them. Apani does a lot of damage on the road. Could even sprinkle on him. Shillington, who's a guy that's really been jumping up into the play for Calgary uh, as a blue liner, and he has all of a sudden, you know, been a more of a aggressive defenseman. Keep an eye on him for Colorado. Uh, definitely, you've got the big uh, trio. Uh, McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog, uh, healthy and intact here, uh, which is good to see. But keep your eyes on uh, Burakovsky for Colorado. I've talked about him a couple of days ago. He is a streaky scorer. He can go like he did. What was it? 12, 14, 16 games straight without scoring a goal. Well, now he's got goals in three of the last four games. He is a streak scorer. When Burakovsky's ice cold, you don't get involved. You can't touch his props with a 10-foot pole when he's struggling. But when he starts to heat up, you can really ride him at that point and ride the goal scorer props involving Burakovsky. And I think that's not a bad way to go tonight with him. I know McKinnon and and Rantanen and Landeskog, they get all the headlines, but Burakovsky, a little bit more value in the props with him. So could definitely look at that tonight in this game as well uh, with this Flames-Avalanche game. Should be a great one. Looking forward to it. Maybe even, I could see actually both teams to score in the first period and then things settle down. I could see that because I'm, back and forth on the total. I could see it being low scoring and maybe both teams get a goal early and then it settles in. I'm tempted to, by that both teams to score in the first period in this game, because the one thing I do expect to see in a game of this magnitude is both teams really wanting to get off to a good start, especially with both of them off a loss. And you can get plus 130 with both teams to score in the first period of this game. I like that one. I'll make that an official play. Both teams to score first period. Colorado and Calgary plus 130. Vito what do you think here Calgary Colorado
2: yeah well this is a fantastic game for tonight guys I mean yeah I mean these are the two best teams at the moment in uh west I would say and uh, yeah both teams coming off a loss which is funny they both lost two bottom feeders and uh well I think yeah the, one thing about this game guys they're gonna play after one week again and they're gonna play again in uh, Colorado and in that game, Flames will be on a back-to-back. I know I already checked. So I might stay just away from this game and uh, play uh, uh, play something uh, next week when it's going to be a little bit easier to understand what's going to happen. This is the first meeting between these two clubs. Uh, I can easily see that this can go over. It can go under. We have seen how Colorado plays with the top teams. It usually goes under. It was like 3-2 against Tampa. In a second period and it, then it ended like 3-2 you know that's what ian was talking about he can see that i also can see that if they get off the hot start we get some scoring chances mo- uh, moments in the first period and the second and third it will be more quietly there so hard to predict anything guys two top teams don't want to mess around with them i mean i've been playing a lot of flames been winning on them don't want to hear go with flames as well i think abs are good a loss it's gonna be a Perfect game to watch. I think it's going to be interesting. I don't want to lay any uh, wagers, so I need need to stress during the game. I want to see how the both teams actually play here from a player prop-wise. Four flames. I mean, many guys have been scoring, but what you can take a look. I mean, I also mentioned from the forwards, guys, Toffoli, Manjianpani, Linholm, I think, and uh, Goudreau as well. That's... that's I, mean, I mean, everybody knows that, I think. And yeah, for the Avs, I also have... Noted down Burakovsky, so I think that's a way to look here today because I have Burakovsky and Makar for the assist guys. Definitely, he's been collecting those assists like it's nothing. So, if you can get a maybe against Calgary, a half a point assist for Makar, that's the way to go.
1: No doubt, he is a point, he is a point machine, point producing machine. Uh, Kale Makar from the back end uh, on that blue line for Colorado, there's no question. Uh, and, uh, even though this game, this game, I'll have some goals. I don't know if I have a boatload of goals because these two teams are capable defensively. These two goalies, Kemper and Markstrom, when they're on their game, they're very capable. But in a game like this, where Cale McCarr is just involved in so much of the offense, I think a plus 200 for him over one and a half points is not bad because if Colorado scores, even just two or three goals in this game, there's a good chance McCarr's in on multiple goals. He's he's been he drives that much of the offense for Colorado from that blue line. It's always a consideration, especially in a spotlight game like this. Nick, what do you think here? Calgary, Colorado.
0: I think for the next couple of weeks, the Colorado Avalanche are a sell team for me.
1: I think that this this team
0: is going to regress. They're not, I don't I don't I don't know if they're the best team in hockey, to be completely honest. I think that they've been gifted with some really nice scheduling in the first half. Uh, decent rest in between games and we're going to see them be tested here the next few weeks where they have multiple games where they have one day rest one day rest one day rest one day rest rest, and the injuries are going to add up for them they are a goalie injury away from being absolutely screwed and i think calgary can expose their goaltending tonight i like calgary money line i got it at plus 135 and i took a half unit sprinkle here hoping that maybe Calgary gets an empty netter at the end of the game and covers a puck line minus one and a half at plus 285. I know Colorado is really good after a loss and you don't want to, but I think this is a spot here where the Calgary flames, I think right now where a could be close to, if not a better overall team than Colorado. And I don't think that this should be a minus minus one sixty for Colorado at home. I get it. Yes. They bounce back off of losses, but, Calgary can do the same thing here off of a yeah. bad loss in their last game against Montreal. And I think Montreal is still the better overall team and than, than Arizona. So uh, they're coming off of a, a loss. It was a better it was better, better loss, if you want to say. But Calgary is a team I'm going to be looking to back a little bit here, and Colorado is not. I think you're going to get some decent value fading Colorado the next few weeks here uh, as their games start to add up and they don't play an absolute cupcake schedule at home. So uh, – I think that this is a spot here where Colorado uh, potentially loses by multiple goals here. Give me Calgary plus one thirty-five, and I sprinkled half unit at that puck line plus two
1: eighty-five. There you go. So an alternative puck line plus two eighty-five minus one and a half, along with money line plus one thirty to plus one thirty-five in most spots here for the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, I agree. That's good value. And look, they've they've gone four and zero after after a loss. Calgary uh, in their last four games off a loss, four and zero. Uh, their last four games off a loss. They had a four-game losing streak, I believe, back in January, and since then, four and zero off a loss for the Flames. So they've been good, bouncing back too. Great game. Uh, I would, I would be with like if you're going to take the money line at this price, it's you got to take Calgary. If you yes. want to take Colorado, you got to look at other ways. First period puck line, uh,
0: regulation. regulation, regulation,
1: yeah. You got to be. I wouldn't lay minus one fifty either with Cal, Colorado minus one fifty five in this spot we, against a team that's playing well too. Calgary, yes. a team that's coming off their own loss and setback that they didn't. like uh, Daryl Sutter didn't like the defensive game at all from Calgary. Oh. We'll see if it's better. And usually, when a, a mad Daryl Sutter equals a better performance next game from his team. You go all the way back to when he coached the Kings to those Stanley Cups. When he's not ha- happy, team usually responds the next game.
2: Yeah, I think Flames maybe even have a better goaltending, to be honest, maybe at the moment. I oh, absolutely guess. they have better yeah, goaltending.
0: Absolutely they do. Markstrom is a top three, if uh, if not top two, in the Vesna Trophy thing uh, candidate here. And also, if you feel the like... If
2: you're... was kind of bad, man. Yeah, the goal yeah. that Hoffman scored, bro, between his uh, arm, that's not something you want to see from Markstrom. But everybody yeah. gets games once in a while. And if
0: that's and right. if you want to sweat in a little, a little bit in this game, Colorado team total under three and a half, minus 115.
1: There you go. Uh, a, good, a good good, uh, look there, at least definitely from a value standpoint. I'm, I'm looking at the results now. We know their base numbers, right? Kemper 2.47, 919. Markstrom 2.17, 925. So he's got better goals against, better save percentage, Markstr- uh, Markstrom, than uh, Darcy Kemper. Uh, I'm looking at the GSAA numbers now. Uh, goals saved above average for these two guys. Markstrom's fourth in the NHL. goals saved above average for Jacob Markstrom. Darcy Kemper not far behind, though. Markstrom's fourth in goals saved above average this season. Darcy Kemper is ninth at 26.5 goals saved above average. So these are two goalies that have had great seasons overall. It's just recently with Kemper, there's been a little bit more chinks in the armor. That's the term I'm looking for, yeah. But both of them have great numbers statistically, especially the GSAA. Both of them have been very good. So,
2: Well, top teams should have good numbers, I think. (laughs)
0: When you you play with Colorado's defense in front of you, yeah, they're they're really good right now. Colorado's been really good at hiding their goaltending right now with their defensive play. Once you get those games where they play seven games, eight games in 14, 15 days, it's not going to be that way, so.
1: And there's an element of that with Calgary, too, because they played just terrific. on The the blue line's been great lately for the Calgary Flames. That's helped out Markstrom quite a bit. So it's why these teams are good. They can score. They've got good blue lines. They can tighten it up when they need to. The goalies are good. It's a great hockey game. Can't wait to see how it plays out tonight. Flames and Avalanche to wrap up the Saturday card. Great stuff with Vito and Nicholas Earl. Uh, Great show. Uh, We went an hour and a half. We usually do go about 90 minutes on a long Saturday card, but it's worth it to give you great analysis on a huge Saturday slate. We want to remind you, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NBA and NHL. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use Pro Promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the nba and nhl must be 21 years of age or older minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook book for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources void where prohibited minimum five dollar deposit gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER download the draftkings app sign up for an account use the promo code thpn all right best bets to wrap up the saturday show uh nick we'll start with you best bet
0: yeah uh I was trying, I'm trying, I'm bouncing between two here, uh, between the sharks and the flames. I'm gonna go with the flames here. Uh plus one thirty-five against the Colorado Avalanche tonight. I really like this spot for the Flames with uh with a close second being the Sharks there.
1: All right, Calgary, plus one thirty-five against Colorado. Best bet for Nicholas Earl for Saturday slate. Vito, best bet.
2: Yeah, I'll have two. I cannot decide. All right, so um uh, I will make my best bet as well, uh, give me Toronto in regulation. I think they come out ready in this hockey night in Canada here in in this game. Yeah, so another game, guys. Just maybe someone who is curious, that would be definitely these Hawks and uh, Flyers over five, six. That would be my second one.
1: All right, there we go. Uh, Toronto uh, in regulation. You can get as low as minus one twenty in some books with the Leafs in regulation uh, against the Vancouver Canucks, and I like that bet as well. But it's not going to be uh, my best bet. I'm going to go with Vito. You mentioned it, Chicago, Philadelphia. Good good, good call on your part. You knew I was going in that direction. I am going in that direction. Let's see if we can cash a winner before dinner on the ice with the Blackhawks and Flyers over six minus 115 uh, for my best bet on this Saturday card. Lankinen and Jones, uh, that is not Marty Broder versus Patrick Waugh. Uh, that's, that's putting it mildly. So I expect goals and bunches. Look, both teams are actually going to come into this game thinking, you know what? We can win this game. Let's go after it. Let's get after it. And I expect both teams to have that approach. So Chicago Philly over six for my best bet for this Saturday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Thanks to Nicholas Earl for joining us here on this Saturday. We'll do this all season. We'll open up the show. Anyone that's a viewer or listener wants to join us on the Ice Guys show. Just uh, let me know, and we'll try to get you on the show at some point. Vito will be back with me tomorrow on Sunday as well, breaking down the NHL card. Uh, Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us live on YouTube. Hit the like button on the way out. Uh, For Nicholas Earl, for Vito, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week as well, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, and Sunday noon Eastern. Download the podcast and listen to it if you can't watch the show live. For Nick Earl and Vito, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.
2: Nice.